Welcome, everybody, to the One Piece with a Lime podcast with your host, Brendan, Devin, Mr. and Jordy. You know, <laughs> fuck you. This we is your regular names. scheduled programming from NPR. Your regular <laughs> scheduled programming with NPR. All right, so uh, small cast today. Two goons decided not to show up. Yeah, Christian's getting a divorce. Uh, Simi is in the hospital. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll just, let's get into the fucking summary, alright? I don't, I don't know where to go anymore with this. What, what the fuck happened to my summary? Alright, here it is. Okay. Uh, unless anyone else wants this, I, I'll, I was gonna do it myself. Uh, you're you're already I'm there. Good. I'm here. <laughs> alright, so Dory lives! Uh, while our heroes fight baddies and get turned into wax statues, Sanji's busy getting an eternal pose to Alabasta. Usopp, now realizing that wax melts, uses oil and rope to set the whole place in flames. With everyone now free, they easily defeat the Baroque's work goons and set sail to Alabasta. In the final scenes of Little Garden, we get a small flashback of Dory and Bragi in their prime, once leaders of the great warrior pirates. Turns out their 100-year duel was over who killed a bigger sea king, as Tevin predicted in our last podcast episode. Uh, back to the Mary, <laughs> Nami falls ill and reveals information about the state of Alabasta. War is drawing close as troops are defecting to the rebel army vivi though distraught fears that nami won't survive the journey everyone agrees that finding a doctor takes top priority just then they're attacked by a pirate by the name of wapple and his henchmen luffy not having any of this right now blasts him away immediately and they eventually find themselves on an unknown winter island the residents of the island demand they leave and shots are fired vivi falls to the ground and we get hit with the classic to be continued guess we gotta wait till next week so so how do we feel about these? These are some of my favorite episodes. I actually liked every single one of these. These were all pretty much bangers to me. As soon as they left Little Garden and everything like that, like, like I, it made me realize how much I actually prefer watching the fight scenes of them fighting random goons than I do of them fighting bosses. Like they, they do a lot more. The animation is a lot more lively. While like in like the, the fights, it's like one hit punchlines, and it's like when am I going to get the cool ass scene of Zoro, you know, fighting like thirty guys while running down a fucking sail post like. <laughs> <laughs> this this fighting sequence it was generally really good regardless of when it took place oh no i, I agree like like most of the fights in that happened in the, the, like this these slew of episodes were really good in general but in comparison if i were to choose between mm-hmm. watching a goon fight and watching him fight mr three i'm gonna pick watching 30 minutes of mr goons getting yeah, yeah overall the the boss fights have been sort of underwhelming so far with the exception of personally me uh what's his face the the the, the cat man kuro 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 was probably the most fun fight but that's what I mean. It's, like, it's almost like a failure of like older anime. Why the anime's changed and as a whole? Because like before, like this was normal. Like seeing like the slow motion, like punch, like see the impact, and you see the the, the blast afterwards. You know, so it's like it's it. Since we were being spoiled with so much like immersive action nowadays in modern anime, it's almost like going back watching this old stuff. It's like it's hard to care or feel the impact because we're watching so many hit. We're watching like two seconds until the hit actually connects. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, I totally hear what you're saying, dude. I agree completely. Although, to be completely fair, too, that initial sequence of them uh, getting the goons off the boat or whatever happened to be the first episode of, I believe, season three. So <laughs> the other caveat might be that it happened to like be the introduction to like the next season. So they probably put a little bit of extra budget to it. There's also that to consider. 
But regardless, no, I agree completely. Like, when they're beating up the shit out of the goons, because you know that they're going to, like, waste them to shit. So they get to do all of their crazy overpowered moves, and they're allowed to be overpowered. So you can just watch them lay siege to everybody. When they fight bosses, you know, they have to kind of try to give the audience it, a it sense of, like... It feels like the punches are nerfed. I feel like it's more so when they're fighting the, ba- the big baddies. It's like the enemies get just as much or maybe a little less plot armor than the heroes do because they tank as many hits or they just like you know they're just completely non they don't give a shit about anything so you know like somebody takes a sanji kick and then goes oh is that all you got and then just fucking flips him and then he's out for like the next two episodes because apparently got knocked out or something or insert luffy and that's your punchline here yeah. So it's like, you know, I, it's, that's kind of the problem. They have to try to, like, make their antagonists seem realistically beatable, but also, like, an interesting challenge to overcome. They can't, they can't One Punch Man it where they, they, everybody just dies immediately. Right. And that's why One Punch Man is kind of a treat, because right. you know the punchline. <laughs> he wins. The, the punchline is always, he's going to win. It's not, it's not about him winning. It's about how does he win. It's about the characters <laughs> around him, right? Yeah, re- realistically, yes. yes. One Punch Man, I think, succeeds not so much because saitama exists but because literally all the other characters around him also exist while saitama exists right so the the island that they ended up in snow island this is the new arc we're going to be going into now i wouldn't consider it an arc i would just call it the next island really because like we're still in the alabasta arc right um so this is what i would propose to you think of it kind of like Dragon Ball Z style where you have like a setting that you would call like an arc and then you have like an overarching like plot point that you would call a saga. Mhm. Oh, uh, so this is the Alabasta Saga while this is the Snowball Land Frozen Arc. That's what I would tell you. But I mean okay. you can also just call it the Alabasta Arc. I don't think anyone's going to stop you. But I I consider it like the saga cuz similarly to Dragon Ball Z like when you get to the Cell Saga, you had like the pre-Android Saga or the pre-Android Arc, then like the 1718 Android Arc, then the Cell early stage arc, then the the final like major Cell Arc all culminating into the Cell Saga mm-hmm. is what anyone would refer to it as, I guess. So going into order of sequence here, let's start off with the the giants and their send off to the goons. Yes, <laughs> I have my very first very important note that I wish Christian was here because was it the something. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, it is. Something. <laughs> okay, so for anyone who happens to be listening since we were in the Usopp arc, they might remember that I told you. All right, Usopp <laughs> has a very. Par- There's a very particular gag with Usopp's character in which what's very funny is all of the lies, for the most part, that he says throughout the series slowly but surely end up becoming reality. And if you will recall... One of the stories that he said to that he said to Kaya when she was like in her deathbed or sick or whatever, he was like, "Oh yeah, you'll never, you'll never hear it's it was this giant goldfish whose poop was as big as an island." And I have it here on good authority by my boy Broggy, who just so happens to know that there was a fucking piece of turd that this goldfish shat out that they landed on as an island that was. Literally Literally called the nothing at all island. <laughs> oh my god! So here we go. The first yep, of many, yep. boys. The first of many. <laughs> that was the that was the number one thing I wanted to say. So if you have any other notes, I'm good. Please don't let me interrupt you again. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I do have some, you know, ba- you know, some notes about those the the episodes of Still on Little Garden. Like, like I did want to talk about like a there was there was like the very beginning of like the first episode. It's like a scene where like Usopp jumps out and like he like he shoots like the, the little fire whatever thing at Luffy's back and everything catches him on fire whatever. But the scene shows Mister Five pull out his gun and just bam bam bam. At that moment, I thought it was... Like, I, I actually burst out laughing because I was like, what if Usopp just died right there? Like, <laughs> dead man just... Boom! Like, bam, bam, bam! Like, down! And he, like, I'm just sitting there, like, in my head being fucked up. It's funny like, you wow. say that. Because, and while we're here, since we're on the theme of Usopp, and, you know, I just got done telling you that all of his lies slowly become true, one of the most important lines had just so happened to have occurred about two episodes prior, where Usopp tells Nami, very straight-faced, saying, even if he was to die on a deserted island by himself, as long as he died as a brave warrior of the sea, that would be okay. And that my friends, makes everyone wonder, when is this motherfucker going to die? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, seriously, because, like, I'm sitting there, like, as soon as, like, again, he jumps out, it's, like, immediate. Like, number five has no chill with pulling the trigger. Like, it's not like like like, the, like there's a surprise. It's, like, almost immediately as soon as he jumps out of the bush, you just hear bang, bang, bang. Oh, yeah, it's, like, for that, sure. that was the part that was just, like, he's dead. But then he lands, and I'm like, how did he miss... But you got to remember, if if it's not in a flashback, guns are useless. No, I remember. I, I, <laughs> trust me, flashback, I, I remember in a fever dream of mine that I had last night that, yes, fi- <laughs> firearms are not real in this universe. But it was just like one of those like moments where, like, how funny would it have been if they just killed his character or, like, wounded his character mortally right there? Right, just, like, right here, like, Usopp is forever. Or, like, or at the very least, like, maybe gatted out one of his eyes so he only had one eye left or something like that. Yeah. He, he had an eye patch for the rest no, of the series. No, that's too real. That's too real, right? Jeez. Bring it down already. We're in Meme Island over here. What do you mean? He's only a marksman. He only needs one eye anyway. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Little do you know, I've thought about all the angles, dude. I've been following Usopp for years. I know everything. <laughs> Speaking of Usopp while we're here. <laughs> no, this is actually really important, too. So I'm glad that we get, got to finish uh, Little Garden because uh, since we're not going to see um, more Elbaf related topics for a hot second, I figure it's probably fun to point out some of the themes that they had. So the Giants, uh, if it was not clear, are very, very Viking themed. They happen to be very Norse mythology inspired. And even Dory, this was funky. He even said uh, right before they were going to pierce the goldfish that the only thing that their weapons wouldn't be able to pierce was the great bloody snake of Elbath, which I'm pretty sure is supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the Yormagunder of their culture. So that's extremely fun. And then the other fun little tidbit is so Usopp obviously got extremely infatuated with the warrior or the giants and their warrior culture and he's enthralled at the idea that, you know, these guys are true warriors and he wants to be just like them. He's gonna go to Elbath one day. You remember when I said that Usopp and Yasop were named off of a guy whose book was called Yasop's Fables? Yeah. Does, does somebody want to uh, tell me what Elbath spelled backwards is? Fable. Usopp's Elbath is also Usopp's fable. The whole point is that Elbath is supposed to be like an island that is like, you know, almost forgotten about, like in the modern world. There's few islands that um, 
uh, for the most part, the world government or their world doesn't really have access to in full. And Elbaf is one of them. And a lot of people would say, like Vivi said, she's heard that giants existed, but she's never seen one in real or in real life. Giants are still like a fairly like low key race. They're not like everywhere. People don't happen to see giants all the fucking time, but they're out there. And uh, people don't just travel to Elbaf, like if ever. <laughs> the only people who go to Elbaf are the people who come from Elbaf and like decide that they don't want to be a part of the Norse mythology culture of warrior tribes. And they're just like, I kind of want to be a normal person, a giant, but normal. <laughs> what I do want to talk about when it comes to the giants, though, is how they have fucking magic. Yeah. <laughs> you mean their swords? <laughs> the, 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 their weapons in general just shoot out Goku beams. And uh, I, I just, it, it kind of like throws me back to like earlier when we talked about how like they like, you know, they prefer their own personal strength. But I'm sitting thinking like, isn't like the rules of magic taking energy from somewhere else and then using it elsewhere? But listen, just like Mihawk gained superhuman strength some, somehow, <laughs> you would want to believe that these goons and their giant culture would, would somehow figure out a way to become strong without devil fruit powers and i would say one thing that you're probably going to notice quickly is that people in the one piece world will slowly but surely start to develop almost like projectile attacks even though they are a swordsmith or like a swordsman of sorts uh and similarly to dory and Bragi, at the end of the day like what they displayed was like a giant projectile attack now how they were able to manifest that giant projectile attack is not really known to the audience at this point but it is pure definitely rage. not un yeah like pure rage right uh it is not <laughs> uncommon to for weapons to seemingly shoot a giant attack from a distance with the swing of any particular weapon. That's that's pretty normal in the One Piece world, to be completely honest. I mean, we already seen it once with Mihawk with his giant ass sword cutting like a boat in like exactly mundo. <laughs> well, like, I wasn't sur I wasn't surprised, but like it was just like one of those like things where I was like, oh great, now they gave the Vikings magic. Like <laughs> <laughs> now they gave the Vikings magic. <laughs> like they already were really terrifying as is. Now we're giving them ranged attacks. Op, please nerf league. This is Olaf. He's he's challenged. He's channeling the the energy of the gods on his cue or whatever. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, oh no. The only other thing, like dealing with like the the what's it called the uh, the little garden arc that bothered me was literally the fire for the wax. Like when they when Usopp like sets on the, the oil like rope to catch on fire to like melt the entire cake. Uh -huh. Seeing how big the blast was, or not the blast, but just seeing how big the flames were, like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay, I get it, it's there to melt the wax, but my brain was also thinking, like, that could have melted their organs by the size <laughs> of that flame. Like, they should be dead. Like, Zoro should be dead from being set on fire. Long like, Lake is not meant to, like, honestly be inside fire like that. And Zoro, Zoro like, sat in there for a good hot second, too, before he, like, showed up either. Because Nami and Vivi <laughs> came out immediately to help Usopp with the Kilo bitch. But then, like, <laughs> Usopp, like, kind of, you know, face tanks the blow-up guy for a few, and then he's like, ah, well, now you've truly fucked up. I'm gonna kill you now, son. And this is probably, like, three minutes and then Zoro's like, all right, now's my moment, boys. <laughs> he comes out with this flaming sword <laughs> attack and even the comments on it saying, nah, dude. Flaming onigiri. Well, he says flaming onigiri, but after he does that, he was like, you know, these flaming swords aren't too bad. <laughs> I was like, no, Zoro, this is bad for your health. Stop it. <laughs> 
Uh, but other than that, oh yeah, there's also I, I wanted to rant about Mister Zero. Okay. For a man who is supposedly so strict on being secure with like you know, his identity and like just finding anything else out, the fact that this dude had no code words for opening the phone, no like hidden passwords of dialogue. Nah, he's just like, hey yo, other person on the other side of the line, you should like do what I say. And then not think about it at all and trust whoever answers. Like, I could have had a toddler answer that phone and he'd probably be like, yep, that's Mr. Three. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of my problem with this episode, too, is uh, I definitely remember it playing out a little differently because that, that bit comes back again, I'm pretty sure, uh, where Sanji, like, picks up the phone or something like that with, like, a villain of some particular uh, caliber and pretends to be a goon or something like that. And the fact that crocodile was just immediately like okay yeah you're clearly mr three and didn't like recognize or un or like was unable to determine that that was not mr three's voice from the get-go they don't sound that alike i'm just saying how, how, like i'm sitting there questioning how like smart the dude actually is like how did he get this big if he's this dumb and not secure with any of his information <laughs> like apparently everyone knows who he is what's the point well no one knows who he is the only people who know who he is are uh vivi and the rest of the straw hats because they've talked about it obviously <laughs> but I don't, I don't know it's just it's just one of those things that's like bothering me it's like when your whole dig is supposed to be about fucking being like like espionage and like secret secret and you don't even question who's on the other line or who picks up the phone yeah no you're absolutely right there should absolutely be like some kind of like code word or something like that, that to like verify that the person on the other end is like actually who he says he is right don't don't look at me man the easy answer is because the the writer was like i need to give sanji a reason to get more exposition for us <laughs> <laughs> Well, honestly, that's really what it felt like was like, here's here's an exposition like plot to explain why Sanji hasn't been doing shit for the past eight episodes. <laughs> Yo, yeah, but, but just say it when he answers the phone, though, what a G as soon as he picked it up. I don't know what he said in like the sub, but he was like, yeah, hello, you've reached the crap cafe. Can I take your order? <laughs> as soon as he said that, Mr. Zero was like, all right, cut the stupid shit. All right. So did you complete the mission or not? <laughs> and then he's like, mission. Uh, yeah, of course. It's all done. What was that again? <laughs> or whatever the fuck happened. No, but what made that scene even more crazy was the fight that happened where he fucking iced the bird and possibly <laughs> killed the like ferret thing or otter. I I'm just when I heard that crack of the neck, I was like, "Ooh, he did. Yeah, I actually completely <laughs> forgot about the bird. I don't remember if the bird comes back, my guy. I, 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 don't I think his neck, his neck was backwards. His I want to say backwards. that bird be dead. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe he comes back a little bit later. But I can I, see the otter being alive because we've always, always seen like you know characters get punched and nothing bad happens to them. But like this, this bird, his neck got three sixtyed. Like, and you heard it pop. Like, I, I was surprised that they showed that. Like, I, like, I know, like, in, like, a lot of, like, anime, especially, like, you know, shows, they don't necessarily show, like, the actual killing. Like, they'll, like, do it, like, in some artistic way to show that he's dead. But, like, they full-blown just showed him snap this motherfucker's neck. 
I, the only reason it, it was shown was because it's not a human it's a fucking bird so they were like dude bet and just showed you snapping this motherfucker's neck what i'm curious what i'm curious about is how many kids went home that day and just like grabbed a goose by the neck and just yanked that shit dude, like let's let's look it up together let's go look uh 2000 japan how many uh, bird it's deaths? Not, <laughs> no. it's not uh they did show that neck getting snapped real hard it was zoomed in and then they zoomed out and then sanji twists his legs and then that goes <laughs> it was pretty loud it was big oof buddy i want to say that bird comes back though my guess is that it'll come back no if he if he comes back I'm going to question science in this world. They do show them repeatedly killing other animals like nothing. Yeah, no, they they kill the fuck out of animals. So <laughs> for them to kill these two goons wouldn't be really that out of it. Don't even get me started on those dinosaurs at the end of the episode where they literally just like like chop it in like three sections. And it's literally just like apparently dinosaurs are itty bitty bones with nothing but meat on the inside. They're not even hollow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Christian and I were talking about uh, two episodes ago, I think. Where yeah, don't worry about it. All you dinosaurs are just good. made of mutton, apparently. <laughs> but speaking of like killing people, what I'm really curious about is did Karu like kill that little eight year old girl? Did Karu no. kill the eight year old girl? Uh, he's talking about Golden Week. Oh, <laughs> Because, like, we don't see what happens to her after the Karu chases after her. We, we yep. just see she's, like, slowly, like, I'm going to sneak off over here. And Karu's, like, kill mode. And I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, did they just kill an eight-year-old? Like, I get it, she's evil, I guess. But, like, she's eight. No, they were left I, to their own devices. Yeah, knocked I, out somewhere. I, I would say that any of them ended up dying. I think they're all fine. Now, uh, Mr. Two, though, is technically in route to uh catch up to three and in turn uh massacre the man uh and while we're here on mr two uh he's one of my favorite motherfuckers the bond clay see i only know him as don gray yeah because of someone well i, I named him don gray <laughs> in the time yeah, yeah i made i what was that that was my uh my shitty Your first D character with a john Myers campaign yeah, yeah, yeah. Our first D&D game was uh, I made essentially Bon Clay. I renamed him, but I was him. I, I did the, the whole I fucking Dumb, I spun around in a, in a <laughs> as a ballerina and counted in fucking French under toi the whole fucking time. <laughs> so like, like, it was funny because I remember seeing the photo of this character when you showed me like, oh, yeah, this is what he looks like. And like, I remember seeing like him like from the back shot. And I was like, He's arrived. <laughs> the legend is here. <laughs> the man himself. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like way later on. I didn't know he was going to come so soon. <laughs> no, he's actually a relatively early character. Relatively. I say relatively because like comparatively, you know, fucking 900 plus episodes and all. That's fair, yeah. That's a killer name. Bon Clay? Bon Clay, dude. Which uh, I was talking with Simi about this. It's too bad he's not here. Uh, apparently Bon Clay, I believe, just means like the man or like good luck to clay or something like that so like his real name is clay and then bond clay is just being like good fortune to clay or something like that or he's like Isn't the best bond of the clays french? didn't you take french yeah but bond doesn't mean whatever he told me at the time and it means like good fortune or like being the best of something bond is just kind of like good it just means good that's all it is okay so moving forward a bit here after they leave the goons uh we see we see zoro doing something we see we see him working out Oh my god, I had so many Berserk vibes from that, seeing him work <laughs> out with those weights. Because I, I, oh, I, 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 
I don't know where to even start with that. That was just. They were hinting that he was uh, he was working out with 100 kilogram weights, and then they showed five of them. Yes, sir. <laughs> he, he had he was swinging 100 kilograms, and they were like they kind of like zoomed out a little bit. Like, wait a minute, is that is that two plates on that son bitch? And then then they zoom out all the way, and you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> well, like for me, it's like 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 because like and so like I hate to you know, keep comparing to Berserk, but like in Berserk, like they do a similar kind of like thing for training for his sword, where like he ties logs to his like you know massive great sword as he's practicing with that. And that's how you know the main character in Berserk gets you know stronger and stronger at a certain point. He just that's where he gets his mass from. And so like just seeing them like do this big ass meme of like here's this noodly <laughs> looking boy with these billion pound weights with my, which mind you where are they storing them who knows they're but, somewhere <laughs> <laughs> it's it's looney tunes land let's just ignore the plot of but goddamn is it over exaggerated <laughs> i mean it's exaggerated but at the same time you're really getting started to get hints of his his obsession to gaining strength no no yeah i, I totally get that like I, it, it, but like just like from my you know experience of what I've watched and comparing it to this, I'm just seeing like I see the exact same scene, but it's a parody in my head. That's how I saw it. Well, but what came out first? Maybe Berserk's the parody. <laughs> no, Berserk came out first. <laughs> when uh, I'm pretty sure it came out in like '86. Shit, that's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't gonna I was gonna ride that one. I know Berserk's pretty old. <laughs> The Berserk guy doesn't release chapters nearly as often as Oda because he just doesn't keep to, like, any schedule at all. There was an eight-year gap between chapters once. <laughs> Idolmaster, no. Don't. I want to look at my favorite anime or my favorite manga. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see what happens to my character. <laughs> Yo, to, to be fair, though, some of the idol characters are pretty good. Well, the funny thing is that his art style slightly changed and it was eerily reminiscent of Idolmaster, like drawing style after like, like after like his big binge so it's kind of funny that's where everyone made the jokes about it but anyways that's that's a berserk discussion <laughs> let's get away from we're doing one piece here <laughs> all right so so another thing here uh nami's apparently a weather talker weather whisperer <laughs> she's a weather yes. savant yeah yeah she, she knows the weather like the back of her hand she listens to the weather's speech that's right that's right i am the lorax i speak for the wind hey hey this is why no one other than nami can be out here trying to tell the ship which way to go all right that's, that's what true. i'm saying i feel like that was just a bullshit power arc that she just got <laughs> like out of nowhere what do you mean it didn't come out of nowhere that's not true it came out of fucking nowhere what you don't remember the Logetown? Or or when she was first uh, introduced, and then she was like, yeah, you guys might want to leave over there because that headwind's saying that there's going to be a huge storm coming, and then, like, the stupid dinghy gets hit with a giant storm, and she was fucking fine. They've been dropping hints this whole time, dude. I don't know. Literally, any time they get on the ship, or she gets on a boat of any kind, the first thing she does is, like, scan, like, the horizon for, like, the weather and stuff, and then make a note on whether or not she thinks, like, something cray-cray's going to happen. Pretty much every single time. But we also have the experience of saying that all her knowledge went out the window when they got to the Grand Line. So, like, seeing her master the Grand Line's weather like that is a little absurd. She gets, uh, what's it called, hints, and she just drawing conclusions off those hints. She's, she's like, she doesn't know what's going to happen. That's what I mean. That's why she's a savant all of a sudden. Like, she's just a master of this out of fucking nowhere. I mean, you say master, but she just made a very good guess about a very hard-to-discover... I'd probably say it's more like an instinct. She she doesn't yeah. know what's going to happen in that general area, but she knows nothing good is going to happen there. 
she was able to use her pre her already determined skill to at least make note of the fact that the wind was making a very weird potentially insignificant to most but she was like you know i've already learned that an insignificant change can become very significant very quickly so that was when she clearly made her decision like all right now nah, we're doing this shit then literally all of them are like you know sitting around like ah now we just go like sit down and she's like fucking do what i tell you already and then they all finally start fucking moving because <laughs> they're they're probably all thinking to themselves like devin is like ah she's just like extremely sick right now they let zoro handle that thing for like two minutes and he immediately <laughs> Let it go to nothing. <laughs> what, what, what did he say? Like, if she comes out, she was like, dude, why are we already off course? He's like, no, we're not off course. I'm, I we're going straight. straight. Following the cloud. I'm following the cloud. cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> following the cloud. <laughs> Yo, with that kind of logic, though, he, he's right, to be completely fair. Like, if he was following oh the God. cloud, that's fair <laughs> no. game right there. He was following that cloud. No. All right. <laughs> but uh, what about this new guy? This new guy they introduced. Wapo. Munch Munch? Wapo. Yeah, the Munchman. Talk about throwaway characters, like figuratively and literally. <laughs> like, Damn, they did throw him away, didn't they? They did throw they, him away. <laughs> they blasted him Team Rocket style. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh shit, we're about to see some new build. Bop. And I'm like, well, what's the point of Devil Fruit in this universe? <laughs> of the two seconds you've seen him, what is? what are your thoughts about this man? <laughs> the two seconds. He's thick as fuck. He's thick. Oh, oh he's, boy, he's he eating thick. everything. He's literally eating a ship. My, the, my initial response was like, I was like, okay, cool, new Devil Fruit, you know, user. We're gonna see some awesome fights. No, like immediately just <laughs> no. blasted, and I'm just like, my my whole initial thought of like this whole like like little scene happening was like, was this like a filler episode in the manga that everyone knew was just a waste of fucking time, and they decided just to get past it because it was just some dumb boss of the week in the manga or something like that, like. <laughs> I'm like, why, mm. why, what is the point of this character if he's just literally within five minutes just going to get blasted know, off again? I want to, I want to point out that this man called the fucking Bragi and Dory, like, being a fight because they were bickering over, like, whose hunt was better. And this man is honestly thinking that Waffle's an immediate throwaway after they spent an entire episode painting him up. No, no, they didn't. They literally threw him away. He, he got he got tossed so hard he made Mister Five look like he had a whole saga. I guess that's fair. That's that is fair. He does make Mister Five look like he got a whole fucking like you know redemption arc, didn't he? He did. Like this dude literally was like, "I'm gonna eat your boat. I'm gonna chew on you twice, and then Team Rocket blasting off again." That's essentially what I like processed from this episode, and also the quotes for the week. But like, <laughs> it was a. I, I remember just watching it, going like, "Did did is this canon?" <laughs> yes. Okay. Canon. I can promise you. So moving on a bit here. Uh, apparently, Nami's sick. Vivi's like this kind of happens uh, a lot to people. It just kind of sneaks up on people, and it sometimes kills like even the strongest of pirates. And then every one of the other goons is like, uh, oh, yeah, what's being sick like? We've never been sick. <laughs> right? <laughs> I've never been sick, actually. I almost wrote that down as a quote of the week where it's like, you guys have never been sick? Oh, no. I just like how, like, their their whole reaction of everything is like the moment where, like, they're like, oh, just feed her a bunch of meat to, oh, my God, she's dying. And they're just panicking. And then, like, <laughs> the fact where she's like, is there anyone aboard this ship with even the slightest amount of medical experience? <laughs> 
and they slowly all point at her. Usopp's like, I'm the discount fucking shipwright of this crew. Nami or you are easily going to be the discount doctors. No one else is qualified for these things. But it's, it's nice to know that the only like way these goons ever get mildly sick is when they're hungry or tired. <laughs> or or mortally wounded. <laughs> that's that's part of being tired to them. I mean, to be fair, like that's when your body's immune system is at its weakest, right? When you're like tired and exhausted and Exactly. That's why their solutions are sleep or eat more. Yeah, I mean I mean Luffy will like I'm pretty sure sleep for like an entire week and then be like, I am hungry now. <laughs> I, I do want to make fun of Sanji though for being the ultimate cook for He's like, I, I only know how to make specific meals for specific sicknesses. It's like, dude, just make chicken noodle soup. Like, that <laughs> shit fixes everything. Right. But but he also <laughs> said that she has no appetite. She's not going to be able to hold any food down. Well, yeah, I know. I get that. But it was just like one of those moments where I was like, it's not that hard to make food for sick people. No, I think he even said that he he could he could make some soup, but he's not a doctor. She needs a real physician to like diagnose whatever the fuck she's like ailing from. There is a bit in there where Sanji goes, "I put a hundred times more care into preparing her meals than I do for you losers. I serve Nami fresh meats and vegetables to ensure a balanced diet. Anything that's rotten or moldy goes to you." Oh well, still tastes good to me. <laughs> the amount of jokes that were just dropped this into this, these episodes was just mm. they 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 start they start picking up more on quips, and now that the, the characters are actually being introduced, they they're playing off each other. Now that they, like you could see that they're like you know they're entrenched as characters to each other, it's it's interesting seeing them interact with each other. It's like now that they have an identity, all of them, they all have a role, and they clearly have personality. This is kind of like what I was saying, like in the earlier episodes where it's like, you're only going to get enough. Out, you're only going to get out of the series, what you put into it. And if you mm -hmm. care about the characters, episodes like this are going to be a blast. But if you don't care about the characters, then episodes like this are going to be really fucking boring. And they're going to take forever. And you're gonna be like, all right, just get to like the part where they punch each other again or something like that. And that's kind of what I, I like these episodes on par, if not more than some of the hypest parts of the series. Well, what, what, the thing is, though, is like, like comparing the beginning of the show to like the characters as they are now, like like when you first meet some of these characters, it's really hard to give a shit about them. Like Sanji and Usopp, like I like we all heard it or, you know, my rants and everything. like it was hard to get into it. But these, these characters now, like I still think they're dumb. But because I just treat them as just joke characters and not like the serious characters, like it, it I don't know, it's like adds the charm to like the, the, the slapstick humor of the show. And like, that's really what they are. They have their own goals and aspirations, and they're not as grand, in my opinion, as comparison to like the more serious characters. They're, you know, it, it's just interesting seeing them interact with like, you know, the gags and then like seeing them drag the fucking serious characters into Looney Town. It's just <laughs> even funnier. Like seeing so like seeing Zoro last episode going like, oh, you better hold a pose. Like I'm just thinking like, oh, no, the dumb is spreading. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Zoro was on team dumb from the get, though. I don't know. That's dude. true. That's true. Uh, he's just more low key about it because he says less. <laughs> yeah, he says more epic lines than he does dumb lines. And now he's now he's edging edging into let's be as dumb as possible land. <laughs> no he he is the embodiment of like iroh from La avatar last airbender when the going gets rough he's got the best one-liners on hand but when when like everything's chill and he doesn't need to worry he's just <laughs> saying the most random shit to get the most laughs that he can yep uh but more on the the one piece thing this you're starting to fall into the the one piece charm that people usually get into no i i agree but it's just like it's it's the 
I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what if it was like just the art style difference or like just how the the pacing of the episodes. Because again, if we were to go back, like the pacing was really bad before. The pacing now is fairly decent. What Jordy's trying to say is that he wants to redo all of the episodes that we've done so far so that you can get a chance to really appreciate them. No, no, no. I will not watch Don Krieg again. I will not watch that You won't watch Don Krieg for the third time, but we won't get to see Pearl, your favorite character. Kill me. I forgot about Pearl. Kill me. Give me the rope. I'll fucking do it myself. All right. All right. Let's. We're going a bit long here. Um, any other thoughts, questions, concerns? Uh, <laughs> I think I actually heard a page turn in the background. Was that your notes? I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at my notes <laughs> real quick just to be sure. I'm sorry that I'm, you know, old style where I like to write things down. No, I, mean, I mean, you're great. No, it's great. Okay, it's Grandpa. Just... All right, well, while we're waiting, um, I want to point out, this isn't like a quote or anything of mine, but speaking of gags, um, <laughs> I did <laughs> really appreciated that bit with Sanji where after they started getting uh, boarded by uh, the goons or whatever, and, you know, like the ship's starting to shake and everyone's like, what the fuck are these people? And then Sanji's literally like holding uh, Nami's bed like perfectly level while the <laughs> ship is moving. Like you see, mm-hmm. you see everything moving around you, but the bed stays perfectly level the whole time. And then, the like, as, as soon as, as soon as, like, the gunshots are being fired, he, like, he's like, all right, what's going on out there? Vivi, watch Nami. He goes outside, and what a fucking pass. <laughs> he, know, like, he just stares at his face, and he's like, all right, I'm going to light this sig. So, what's going on? Well, we're under attack, and it's still snowing. Well, yeah. The guns pointing at my face kind of gave that one away. What I liked about that scene was, is like, at first, it's like his reaction is pure hysteria of like running upstairs to figure out what's happening to automatically becoming the cool guy, start smoking. The cool guy. <laughs> like, I'm so chill. Like, this doesn't bother me at all. And I was like, yo, what? It's very funny because he's like, oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> here we go again. Groundhog Day it is. <laughs> no, the only other note I have is. Miss Karen, as I like to call her, gets bopped in like two seconds. Also right. vanishes off screen. Like like seeing number five get iced by Zoro, like that made sense. It was, you know, like we see the end, like definitely killed him. Totally dead. But everyone else, it's like very loosely killed off because you never see them do anything with well, the bodies. I would always be wary to assume that anyone gets killed off. The, the Straw Hats don't really kill people very often i don't think they've killed a damn single person to be honest oh that's not true we just watched him ice a bird okay sanji might have killed that bird that that i'm willing to give you but that is a bird my man that is not a person (laughs) i mean are fish people not people in this oh my god i'm a racist you're right shit (laughs) where does where's the line where does the line and how do we know if we've crossed it I believe non-sentient animals don't count. But they were sentient. He fucking operated a machine gun on his back. Those are trained animals. <laughs> trained? Dude, they had personality. No, they didn't. Dude was fighting was with clams with razor blades in yeah, it. Yeah, trained. That's training. <laughs> Name the next pet that you know that can fight like that. Uh, uh Karu. Karu. <laughs> <laughs> but yep, I, I guess oh yeah by the way karu i guess is not sentient he's true. just an animal who's trained well 
It's true. You don't know he dies. Oh shit! I, I, would, I, I would call Kadu uh, a sentient creature. Just just so we're on that topic. <laughs> so therefore, uh, by extension, I would probably call both of them sentient creatures. But uh, okay, moving back to the the Sanji battle with the bed. He goes, uh, Vivi, watch Nami, and then Vivi goes, Karu, watch Nami. <laughs> 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 oh my god these fucking this i feel like great. i feel like that was one of the first moments i like to believe that people who hang out with the straw hat crew for too long slowly start to exhibit more and more symptoms of their <laughs> fucking dumb fuckery i'm telling you the dumb is a disease that's spreading to each other and it all stems from the source of luffy they actively show it because luffy's constantly going it's all my fault i'm sorry you guys and they go hey, hey enough of that Eat some crackers. <laughs> Eat some fucking crackers. Don't be such a fucking pouty bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't be a down, alright? We're trying to have a good time. We're <laughs> trying to enjoy ourselves, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna save your kingdom. I think overall, we're the, we're, it's, here's the conspiracy theory. The longer these they spend time with Luffy, the dumber they get. So, like, for example, we see Zoro and, you know, Luffy, you know, you know, Zoro's this, like, edgy guy in the beginning who's like, no, oh, I'm not going to eat food because reasons. And then next, like, like we get to the Usopp's, or not Usopp's, uh, uh, Nami section. And, like, we're starting to get a little bit dumber. And then we, you know, adding another character, we're getting even more dumber. <laughs> and, like, the more characters we, and the longer the time that Luffy spends, mind you, Zoro's been there the longest. And who's the, been the goon that's been acting out the most the entire time? Fucking Zoro. <laughs> He's the one dropping the most memes lately in comparison to everyone else when it comes to deadpan humor. Or humor. That's a very astute observation of you. <laughs> very, very, very astute. astute yes i'm pretty yes. sure luffy has two devil fruit powers the gum gum fruit and the dumb dumb fruit <laughs> okay <laughs> you know what? you're not you're not the first person to make that joke the dumb dumb fruit but god damn it that was a good that was a good lead up you know i'm about it i'm proud of you that's good use of the meme good use that was a good swing. A really good swing there. <laughs> and a home that's, run. That is, that is a home run. I don't know about guy. home run. I call it a home run. It ain't like a grand slam, but that's a home run. Yeah, you're in the outfield. <laughs> you're in the outfield. You at least got a double base hit with that one. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, no, I got nothing else. I just got my quotes. Um. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Let's start with these memorable quotes. Um, I would like to start. So, um, we'll start it off with, uh, (laughs) I have to get this one out. This one's super quick. I, I, this is, this is clearly another fucking random ass dub one-liner that they just threw away. So fun fact about the dub, uh, they made Mr. Five have a bit of a like generic black guy talking voice like this or whatever like Oof, they went hardcore with it i when kadu's wrapping himself around the cake <laughs> he uh he's pointing his gun at him and it, like it's super fast you hear this man point the gun and miss kadu and he was like you're shitting me i'm not you're, I'm you're not. shitting me i'm not dumb chill bro <laughs> Yeah, the, the dub, uh, it was a different time, all right? Dub, come on! I, no, I couldn't, I no. couldn't let that slide. I couldn't. There was no way I was going to let that one go. All right. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up a different segment here. We're going to call this Things That Did Not Age Well. 
Things that did not age well. Big oof. Mr. Five Dub is one. <laughs> Mr. Five Dub is definitely one, guaranteed. Absolutely. Oh my god. Another reason exhibit of why the sub is better than the dog. Get the fuck out of here. It was a fucking hilarious line. Get out of here. All right. Uh, next quote, please. All right. Uh, my next one is when they are inside the uh, the golden the, or the goldfish or whatever. And <laughs> they just keep going straight. And Nami's like saying like, we got to do fucking something here. And then Luffy and <laughs> I, I don't know if this is uncharacteristic, but literally, he just like turns out and he goes like, Now calm down. Here, I'll let you have the last rice cracker. I don't want a cracker! And it's, it's funny because while everybody's crying, she's crying, but she's also munching on the cracker. <laughs> yeah, she starts eating it like, this is the last thing I'm ever going to eat! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So my first one is a, is a serious one. It's when Usab uses the Tabasco star instead of the Boom star. It was, it was, it was, honestly, I liked it because of just how serious and like, it was like clever for his character because it's like, so sorry, I'm a liar, you see. Cause you know, we all know he announces his attacks every single time he does it. So seeing him like be quick witted with him being an asshole and lying all the time, <laughs> just seeing them switch it with the Tabasco star, star instead of the boom star or whatever it's called. Like, I just, mm, it hit so nice, especially seeing him snarkily being like, I'm a liar, you see. Like, it's a half fourth wall break because he goes, I'm going to shout my name to move. And just kidding. I lied to you. I lied to you and you fell for it. Idiot. <laughs> and then uh, I have a meme one, which is uh, Wapple's crew. As they're sailing away to go get him, they say, please remember us, please. And I, I it hit so weird just seeing like because the, the, like the whole like that whole fight was just so fucking bonkers of just. Let's get rid of this whole story, like, really quickly. And then all of a sudden, like, please remember us. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to. You're dumb. You're dumb. I don't <laughs> yeah, like you. Yeah, the filler characters. Get them out of here. Get these filler characters out of my face. <laughs> okay, but this golden ham. I have to give it to Sanji. He's a cold-blooded killer. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did you like my uh, reenactment of the sound the neck made when it broke? <laughs> <laughs> And give it to Sanji for the broken neck. Dude had no chill, just completely iced that bird without a second thought. I mean, I'm I'm honestly willing to give it to my boy Sanji, because he did have some of the funniest beams for these last couple episodes. He came back in strong. Between second the bed runner thing. up, the bird Karu killing the eight-year-old. That's my other option. So I'm choosing between two cold kill or cold blooded killers. Yeah, I had a hard time deciding who would give the golden ham to, but after looking back a bit, Sanji really did do a lot. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Actually, Sanji was pretty prominent. He had some good bits. Uh, a lot of kind of had to considering how absent he was in the last six episodes. <laughs> Very absent. <laughs> The only other one I would consider is maybe Usopp, but after Little Garden ended, he 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 was there. He didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't the focus, but he was there. <laughs> he fixed the boat. He fixed the boat. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I feel like Sanji is a good bet here. I feel like Sanji. I'm feeling Sanji. Sanji's getting a lot of these, by the way. I feel like this is the third time we've given it to him. No, we've given it to Zoro more. I, I think. No, Zoro's only gotten at least once or twice. Really? Zoro's gotten a lot of quotes. I will give Zoro the quotes. Yeah, he's like the quote lord, while like Sanji's like the action lord as of recently. At some point, I would like to go over the the Golden Ham Kings. 
Well, so here's my like the reason why I think that we're giving like like why we don't give Zoro more than what he you know it does is because almost everything he does is too like cool. Like he's the cool character. So like I feel like because of his nature as being the cool character, we're looking for the underdogs on you know subconsciously and like looking Maybe. for like those really crazy like different character moments. And that's why I think Sanji's been getting you know the I will slated. say the last episode would have been an absolute Zoro stomp fest if I didn't want to give Dorian Bragi an opportunity to be the kings of the week. Because that was Same. the only chance we were gonna have him as a whole. Those, he he owned those like the, the 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 center light of those episodes. While Sanji really took the center light of these episodes. Like it's really what he did. All right, we're out of here. Thank you for listening to us at One Piece with a Lime. Follow us at Panda Sightings. Woo-hoo. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Panda Sightings. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us why we're right. Don't really care. You probably don't even know it exists. Bye. Love you. Love you too. <laughs>